Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 159. Hey, Matt's here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, what's up with you? 159, and we're feeling fine. That is right. 159 episodes. Incredible that we've made it this far. And frankly, the episodes just keep getting better. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, when that trajectory is just going so steeply upwards, I mean, what else can you do? No, I mean, you know, we talked about this for the last episode when we were talking about the the baseball season starting. And, you know, we're a few weeks in now. And I think I'm still a little disappointed at the Mariners start. I'm more confident that they'll be okay. But we we still have more baseball things to talk about. Our, our top five list will not be, to be clear, baseball related at all. We're going to be talking about uh, our top five dating shows. So this covers a lot of ground. It could be from your kind of reality type dating shows like your bachelor or your uh love island love island to your more dating game shows uh for your your the dating game or mm-hmm. change of heart uh so a lot to cover in there kudos to lisa for coming up with this top five idea i think it's a really good one yeah i agree i was on board as soon as she said it yeah, good timing too, because there's you know a lot of things coming up. The last season of The Bachelor wrapped up a few weeks ago. Um, everybody was watching Love is Blind. Uh, that was on Netflix season four, set in Seattle. So check that out. Yeah, uh, big part of the storylines. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll have a lot to cover there. But we do want to circle back on baseball. Uh, we talked about how this podcast just keeps getting better. The baseball season, some of the changes they made, I thought was were making it better. Uh, but of course, some late breaking news to discuss as well. That's making baseball much worse. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let's jump into kind of a new segment we have. Pimp, I, I understand you have a, a pack of baseball cards that you want to share with the folks listening. Yeah, I started getting into, I don't know why, I just started randomly getting into baseball cards again recently. So hey, I figured... Good thing to get yeah. into. Yeah, why not? I figured I can have, we have content. It's like free content for the show. So I'm just going to share every so often some cool cards I got. Now we're doing this on video and we do have plans, listeners, to try to get some video out there in the the future. But for now, Andy, you get to see these. If anybody else wants to see it, they're just going to have to like email us or something. And maybe I'll send you an image of them from my phone. Whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. Yes, because we're very high tech. Yep. <laughs> so the first one, these are kind of like newer cards, and I like some of the new gimmicks they do. This one is Ronald Acuna from the Braves, but it's called Flashiest Feet. Whoa. That is awesome baseball cleats, which are like yellow and spotted and cool looking. You got a weird foot fetish. This card is for you. Exactly. I just thought it was cool. It was like I, I randomly got this and had never seen a card featuring uh shoes before so i was intrigued very cool number one number two you you won't be surprised this is a big frank oh but this is a cool yeah the big hurt uh frank thomas but this is a cool um it's called allen and ginter it's a line that tops makes where they like draw the players and i stumbled across a frank thomas one this is from like a new pack they did a really good job because initially i could not tell that was drawing yeah it's kind of it's i mean i think it's a picture but it's got like it's like stylized. Do you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. just have it trying to make it look like an old timey picture. It's pretty cool. I like it. 
Yeah. That was Frank. It was cool to come across a Frank Thomas card in a new pack. Um, this is from the Top Stadium Club from 91. This is like an old, fancy version of Tops cards. And it's Ken Griffey Sr. on the Mariners. Whoa. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? That's amazing. Was he so he was still playing in ninety one? That must have been like his last year, though, right? I think so because he was born in nineteen fifty, so he was forty one. My gosh, the time of this card, and that's right before or no, at the same time that Junior was on the team. Like it, I think his rookie year was eighty nine, so he was a couple years in. Such a cool thing to have a father and son play together. I mean, I don't know if we'll see it with LeBron James and his kid. To do it in basketball is even more ridiculous. Oh yeah, that would be amazing um last but not least this is another like new card that they make look old style but um it leads into a sad topic unfortunately but it's a jose canseco rookie card whoa do you think he was roided up his rookie season or no oh yeah he i mean i think he was he looks already like he was (laughs) yeah but it's got that cool old like wood frame and then the little uh trophy for the rookie designation old school it's pretty i kind of like how they're it's like a nod to the past, and it's got the cool A's, classic A's uniform in it. What year was his rookie season? Are we talking uh, mid eighties? It 80s? was. Um, I don't even know if it says on here. Eighty six was rookie of the year. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I mean Guess that it's... you teed it off already. Great cards, by the way. I love seeing Ken Griffey Senior. Yeah, that's going to be the cards of the week because we're yes. very creative with our segment names. <laughs> It's something of the week. Even though this podcast is every other week, it'll always be called something <laughs> of the week. Of the week. Yeah. But yeah, as you mentioned, that does bring us to a sad topic. And of course, I don't even have to lead up to this, say I'm smelling anything in the air. If folks at home should know, this was the big news that broke at the end of last week. And it's tragic, tragic news. And of course, it is a bee's beef. I don't eat meat, but I've got beef, bee's beef. This very angry bees beef, um, unfortunately, is directed in the way of the Bay Area because the Oakland A's owner, John J. Fisher, he's worth north of $2 billion, which he inherited from his father, who founded The Gap. Of course. So this this whiny Nepo baby billionaire, he's going to steal the A's from the Bay and take them to the desert. Why? Because he was never interested in owning a baseball team. He just wants money. So recent rumors of a Bay Area new stadium centered around a $12 billion Howard Terminal project, which I think you you know a lot about this, right? I mean, I've been following it, I wouldn't say closely, closely, but I think what's so interesting and sad about this project is I actually think it'd be a cool place for a baseball stadium. Not super clear how well connected to public transit it is, but still would have figured out I made a, uh, a way to make it work. Right. But what I hate is how many resources were spent trying to figure this out, like public money in the Bay Area in Oakland for the A's and our Nepo baby owner to never really seriously care about it. Yep. And here's the thing about that. Here's the kicker that really pisses me off. Um, That $12 billion number. Okay, so the Rangers just built a new stadium, which is state-of-the-art in Arlington, Texas, called called Globe Life Stadium. That cost just over a billion dollars. So if the best stadium money can buy right now is a billion, that leaves $11 billion of gap. And the reason for that is it's the rest of that money is for a new mixed-use development around the uh, ballpark, which would have been subsidized by $855 million of public taxpayer funds 
from the stadium being built that they would just take to cover the cost of building that real estate development. So I wanted to include Michael Bauman from Fangrass wrote an unbelievable piece about this today uh, or at, at the end of last week. Um, and he here's a quote, direct quote from the article, because I can't say it any better. Uh, that's the angle now, real estate. That's why the Braves moved out of Turner Field and into a new, less accessible park hewn out of the woods off the highway in Cobb County. So they can build and profit from a new $400 million hotel, retail, and entertainment district in the surrounding environs. That $400 million figure is roughly what the county committed to subsidies in the stadium construction. So Fisher didn't want a new ballpark so the team could draw more fans, or the fans that were there when they were successful. He wanted a new ballpark so taxpayers could underwrite his real estate development project. That's not a partnership in any meaningful sense. It's a shakedown. Yeah, it's, I mean, what the Braves did moving out to the suburbs is already like, ugh. But, I, you know, on top of that, what they've been doing and, and like trying to prove that there isn't enough interest in Oakland, but by having this like terrible team with yeah. the worst payroll, like laughably, like major you, should, you should not be allowed to have a payroll this low. A payroll Correct. where like you have two star players combined to make more money than the entire Oakland A's. They don't hold on to any of their stars if they ever have them. Right. It, it's like, of course, you cannot build a fan base like that. No, it's literally major league when the owner is trying to lose to leave Cleveland. It's literally what is happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's upsetting. I was almost like halfway looking. I mean, the one thing about the A's being bad, and I know they probably won't leave for about four years, but like the one thing about the A's being bad is that, you know, at least I could take the whole family to a game for like $30, probably maybe less. Yeah. But, but now no, nope. I'll spend a little more on a giants game. I don't care. I yeah, exactly. am so disappointed. It's so frustrating. It's gross. The mayor and, of Oakland's quotes have been pretty on point about this. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I've talked about this ad nauseum too. I'm a personal, I mean, I will not take the fall for a terrible owner. But I am a personal jinx for sports teams leaving. Ever since we moved to the Bay Area almost six years ago, the Raiders have left. The Warriors have gone across the Bay to San Francisco. Now the A's are leaving. I, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. Yeah, am I going to be raising kids in a city that doesn't have any professional sports teams? I mean, it, it's it's just shocking to me. Yeah, can I we at least get like a... That. The Bay Area doesn't have a WNBA team. I... Would at least like that. Yeah, that would be good. Ah, so disappointing. Excellent bees beef, but such an aggravating and sad topic. Yeah, it's just never ending. Um, that's what drives me away from baseball. Honestly, it's like it's just a, it's like thirty rich dudes who it's a pet project. Some teams, yeah, like the Mets, they're spending money hand over fist to try to win because he's interested. It's mm-hmm. like a game, but it's like I don't know. It's just silly. I just don't think it's come up from other people in the past, but if you, I kind of feel like owning a sports team should not, I don't want to say not be an investment, but if your goal is just to make as much money back as possible, like this, this should not be the venue for it. Right. Exactly. All right. Excellent bees beef. Again, I I'm hoping to turn it around with our top five list of dating shows, but we need a palate cleanser, and that palate cleanser is your whiskey. I need the whiskey beef. after that. These beef. Oh yeah, I need some too. Can you like 
pass it through the <laughs> webcam? Let's try that and see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> just you're gonna just throw a whiskey bottle against your computer and it's gonna break. I don't do it. Uh, all right, what's the whiskey you've got for us? It's extremely special this time. Um, look at this. Whoa, uh, Raleigh. Yeah, Lisa went to a um, impromptu trip to Raleigh to visit her little sister Teague, who just turned thirty for her birthday. Happy birthday, Teague! Happy birthday, Teague! Um, and I told her if you see anything, because uh, North Carolina, the backstory is North Carolina. We just went to North Carolina last year, and they only sell liquor in licensed stores. So you have to like, there's not many of them, so you have to like travel to find a place that sells liquor. So we couldn't, we were only there for a long weekend and I wasn't able to find a place there to get whiskey before I left. So I told Lisa if she saw anything interesting to bring it back. And this is Old Raleigh Whiskey Society blended bourbon whiskey. Um, it's a limited pr production of this Whiskey Society. It's hand numbered. It's batch number eight, bottle number 1330. It looks very fancy. It says commissioned for the fine members of the old Raleigh Whiskey Society. Wow, I love that bottle too. Yeah, it's it's it looks kind of like a sorry piece. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. When you put it that uh, way, it seems less fancy. <laughs> pretty but, fancy. Sorry is a pretty yeah. fancy board game. I suppose. Yeah. Um, it says enjoy a perk of the society. This uh small batch, well traveled bourbon was artfully blended and bottled by hand to create a harmonious spirit of the highest caliber all right and it's got their crest on the top in gold i noticed that that is a really sweet crest to have just at the top uh on the cork like that yeah so now i'm trying to pry the cork out of here i i it's a um a gift so i did not ask but i can i suspect this was a little pricey mm. based on the uh presentation and like the limited amount of it so um it smells very good. It's got like a molasses forward smell. And I'm going to have this um, because it's so nice. I'm going to have it neat in my whiskey drinking glass here. Okay. And the color, as you can see, I'm having it neat. So it's a little dark. Yeah. All right. I'm taking a sip. I have high expectations for this one. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, not knowing what the price point is, but uh, I'm curious. Are you able to look at your credit card bills? It's like do it quick. <laughs> I need to get um I need to get hacking after this yeah. episode so I can find out what the price is. First sip. Very interesting. Not what I was expecting. Because of the smell being so sweet, I thought it was just gonna be kind of a mellow, sweet bourbon. It's forty six point five percent um alcohol, so ninety-three proof. So not not really super high or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But is it hitting it's you with more of a punch than you expected? It does. It has a nice in the finish. It's very, um, it's very strong in the finish. A lot of warming, and it's the sweetness is up front, but the transition is abrupt. Mm. Sometimes it'll melt into like that, you know, that like stronger finish. That was just the first sip, though. Let's see if it changes a little. Wow, it's like it's really interesting. This is one of the first ones I've had where I taste the. Uh, I can taste like the different versions of sweetness I'm detecting. It's like molasses and cherries and like brown sugar. Wow. Yeah. It's real interesting. And that time, the second sip, the transition was a little bit smoother. Okay. So it's gone from like a, 
Dominique Wilkins, like power dunk, like abrupt transition to more of a Clyde the Glide Drexler, just moving through the air transition dunk. Yeah. Or like a George Gervin finger. Ooh, yeah. Iceman. Yeah, the Iceman. All right. I'm I'm liking I'm I'm very intrigued so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my decision after this sip. Okay. I like that you're you're giving it some thought, pondering it. We had okay. two different dunks and yeah. a finger roll. This is now my analogy has changed, and now it is a Dirk Nowitzki uh one foot fadeaway. And that's an excellent thing because he's a Hall of Famer and this is on the smooth train. It is un you unblockable move, unblockable from the smooth train. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, you know why? Because every time I take a sip, it's getting that transition is getting smoother and the mm. um the sweetness is more complex and the finish is strong but like very pleasant. So it's an excellent, excellent bourbon. All right. Well, I you know, I like too that you you pulled out three separate notes from the sweetness. That really does speak to its complexity and, and the fact that you can pull out those those different uh notes as well. I think we finally I think after 159 episodes, we're gaining some small semblance of of ability to detect some stuff in this whiskey here. I think. Oh well, okay. You're gonna have to speak for yourself on that one. I uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting dumber. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't no. know. Next episode, I'm just gonna be like, I think this is whiskey. <laughs> this tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go with that. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. It's doing the number one objective of getting me drunk. Yeah. This is on the fulfilling its objective train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, glad to have another whiskey for the smooth train. If you are out in North Carolina, uh, go check it out. It's old with an E, Raleigh. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to get into our top five. Again, these are our top five dating shows. Uh, was there anything like what sparked this thought from Lisa of doing this list? What made you say, yes, let's do it. I mean, we were watching love is blind. The fourth season in Seattle was a wild ride. It was great. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, we had watched the first season and then skipped two and three. So we, we also went back and started two. So we've just been heavily in that world recently. And I think that's what prompted the idea. And I have an appreciation for these shows um in recent years so i thought hey it'll be interesting topic yeah i think it on um, well you know what i'll save the talk about love is blind for wherever it shows up in the list mm -hmm. for us because yeah. i'm sure it shows up somewhere yeah. um okay uh let's get into it then these are our top five dating shows of all time more than four less than six it's the top five all right my number five I, I paused because I'm like, eh, we're just going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it now. My number five is Love is Blind. Oh, sweet. So I, I I don't think I've ever seen a full season of the show, so I couldn't really put it higher. I've probably seen about four episodes of each season, I think. Although I, I'm not even sure I've seen every season. But it was interesting, the Seattle season, uh, because, well, first of all, I, when I was watching it and I realized everybody was from and then around Seattle, I almost didn't believe it. Mm. some of the people in there did not strike me as very seattle and that 
uh, I'm forgetting people's names. That one woman that everybody hates. Arena. Arena. She struck me particularly as being like Miami or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But she was, I think Love is Blind has not had enough like true villains. She was just like an awful person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the guy she was with kind of sucks too. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I really did not like her. I felt bad for the guy. She, Zach, does he read his Seattle to you? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. I thought he did. Um, I also thought the blonde, taller blonde woman read his Seattle to me as well. Okay. And a couple of other people, like, kind of did too but like you know what's funny we got to halfway into the season and maggie didn't even know it was seattle she's doing a uh uh not cross-stitching she's oh my gosh what is it called what she's doing crochet? no not crochet oh this is gonna drive me nuts now and i really should know anyways it's not needlepoint maybe it is cross-stitching okay uh huh well hey they're here they're there the point is <laughs> she has been visually so focused on this when the show is on she hasn't really been watching the show so much as listening to it uh-huh uh and she she like we were getting into it and this is like well after the pods they are back in seattle she's like oh this is seattle i was like yeah I've been, they've been showing like the city skyline but in every break yeah she's like oh i thought it was in austin i was, I was like no that was a different season <laughs> It did turn uh, out a few of those people are from Portland, though, too. I know the worst. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, whatever. I it's I like the concept of the show. I the reason I don't have it higher is because the pods are interesting, but then the way the show is like contrived after that, I'm not sure I like it that much. Yeah, I, I understand this. They need to have the stakes to be high for people to like watch it, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I don't see why they have to get engaged and then the actual marriage parts the weddings are terrible i like there's like i don't want to see that i don't know why they have to actually be getting married on the show why that has to be like the breaking point of making it or not making it and the last component is i think even though they're not actually in the show all that much i think nick lachey and vanessa are terrible Mm -hmm. yeah vanessa more than nick but it's close race yeah. And I agree with everything you just said. Honestly, I do. But I also have a soft spot for it, and I'll talk about why later. All right. What's your number five? My number five is a show on Netflix called Indian Matchmaking. Ooh. I have not seen this. It's quite good. I've only watched the first season. I just recently learned there's a second season, so I'm excited to check that out. Um, it's just a really good show because in Indian culture that they feature on the show, um, there's a lot of pressure from the families when people get together and so there's a professional matchmaker that like specializes in indian culture on the show so it's just really like for me it's an interesting look to see how how everybody on the show deals with like the pressure from their respective families and like mingling together and like what goes into making the matches it's just it's pretty interesting overall cool i'll have to check that out mm-hmm. all right my number four this shouldn't count but i had to put it on my list anyway cheaters oh cheaters is the best the opposite maybe of a dating show oh I, so good i actually honestly i forget what the host's name is but he's so serious yeah and joey greco joey greco thank you he even has a serious like slimy name um and it's just like what a show oh what a show indeed yeah you, no one leaves looking good 
Um, there's a lot of night vision. There's a lot, a lot of jumping of out of vans. It's just, <laughs> there's some great stuff. Joey Greco thinks he works for the FBI or something, <laughs> yeah. which you do because you have a badge. That yes, you have to get trained for free. But yeah, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Uh, so I, I just haven't had to have it up there because I've seen a decent amount of that show, and though I haven't watched it in a while, I, I love it. Yeah, that's great. All right, what is your number four? My number four is Love is Blind. Okay. So not almost much higher. Yeah, yeah, almost. Um, the thing you, the criticisms you just went over are all truly extremely valid. Um, it is a contrived show, especially after the pods. But the idea of doing it to me at all is just so fascinating. And the fact that people are participating in this and like some of the people are very clearly in it for some kind of publicity of some kind. And then other people seem more genuine. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting just to see how people react when they actually meet someone after an experiment like this. And then like, there's something for me for when they see each other, how does it change? We get to like watch an edited version of that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really interesting. But some of the weddings, they pick the lamest pastors to do <laughs> these and they're so painful. And then like Vanessa Lachey just constantly badgers everybody about when they're going to have a kid in front of everybody else. It's like, you guys are awful. Like, why are you doing this? Like the, yeah. the experiment is interesting, but everything else is gross. And you know what? I don't understand. Why don't they think that they can mess with the formula? It's like, they've, they've kept it more or less the same. Like, e like iterate on the process. You can make the second half of the show much better. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, great pick. Uh, my number three is the bachelor and bachelorette. Uh, this is the one I've seen definitely the most um i would say and it's one of maggie's favorites you know it depends on the cast if it's going to be good or not they've i think they've gone through a stretch of picking pretty bad bachelors at least uh for several seasons in a row but i mean it's kind of the standard of at least like the reality side uh, yeah. i think they've done a pretty good job i actually think the new host what's his name jesse yeah, Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer is former actually, college football quarterback. Yeah, he actually is better than Chris Harrison, uh, but is also kind of similar to Chris Harrison. Yeah, uh, and I never thought Chris Harrison was particularly good, and he seemed even before all the scandal stuff like pretty tagged out. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, I remember one clip where he just it was like late at night, and they were in Riga, Latvia, or something, and the Bachelorette was just complaining about something. And he looked like he did not give a shit, which I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. But yeah. if you're going to be that tagged out, you can't be hosting that show. Right. He was thinking about all the sports cars. Yeah. All right. What's your number three? My number three is a show on another Netflix show who has a lot of dating shows. Um, dating Around. I've not seen this one. I highly recommend it. Um, the premises, it's like six episodes a season. And then each episode, they follow one person who goes on five blind dates. Oh shit! I have seen an episode of this show. I it's forgot great. about that. It's great. Yeah, it is great. It's one of the this one. Yeah, it's one of the better made. I I almost had this higher, but I have a couple that I have a soft spot for higher. But like, it 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 follows people in like a kind of a gorilla way, where it like it's not clear that they're um 
it's not clear that they're being filmed for like a Netflix show. It's just like they're following people interacting with others. You know, that's basically yeah why I like it so much. All right, my number two is just a shade above The Bachelor and Bachelorette is Bachelor in Paradise, which I think does a pretty good job of getting rid of most of the stuffy things that make The Bachelor and Bachelorette not very good. It still is probably a little too formula, but at the same time, it's, it's basically enjoyable, a little lower drama, and the cast in it, like, because you've already seen the cast in some episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or episodes, uh, and you can usually you can get a different opinion of them. Is it because it seems like they're not edited as much to seem a certain way, mm. uh, which I appreciate too. But overall, good show, uh, a good palate cleanser between seasons of The Bachelor. Nice. All right, your number two. My number two is the. UK version, you UK version of Love Island, which I think is the original. Um, it's just a great show. It's a bunch of like beautiful, mostly beautiful, like model type people with interesting personalities in a villa for a while and all the drama that ensues from that. So, um, I, I like the UK version specifically because everybody's like polite in a way and they like tell people when they're going to do them dirty before mm. they do it. That's it's funny. Just, <laughs> it's very interesting to see like, I'm about to be really shitty, but I'm just telling you. That I'm going to do it, so then it's all good. You know? Is there a U.S. version of it, or no? There is. There's a U.S. and Australian. Um, mm. There's many versions, but the U.K. is by far the best. Okay. At some point, we've got to watch this. I'm, I'm trying to think if Maggie maybe has watched some of this without me before. She might have. I think, uh, if I recall right, she tried it and wasn't on board because it was like too trashy, which I understand. Is it? It's trashier than like Bachelor in Paradise. I would say so. Yeah. Okay, especially like the first couple seasons. More recently, it's not as much, but the first couple seasons are. Okay. Well, my number one is to me a show that is just brutal. I don't even really like brutal shows, but there's something kind of funny about this one is Change of Heart. Yeah. And it is, well, first of all, I think it's hilarious that the game, the rapper, has been on this show. And not only has he been on this show, but he wanted to stay with the girl and she had a change of heart. Yep. But for folks who don't know the show, like they, the, uh, a couple goes on, a couple, a couple on rocky times, they have dates with other people. And then at the end, they decide as a couple, do they want to stay together or have a change of heart? And it is just that singular moment of that decision. I feel like no other show has that. Yeah. It's and pretty amazing. It, it's kind of great. I remembered watching that as a kid on UP. I think it was on like UPN or something. Something like that, yeah. Around us. And I watched it all the time. And I was, the guy, the host had like a weird, like blonde goatee, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's of its time. Yeah. All right. What is, choice. what is your number one? My number one is a show called Love on the Spectrum that follows um, folks who are on the like autism spectrum and are trying to navigate the dating world. And it is not only it's different than a lot of the other shows on this list because it's truly just a great show because it's unbelievable to watch um, how how they overcome a lot of stuff with like social anxiety issues. Mm -hmm. And there's two uh, uh, seasons of an Australian version that are unbelievable on Netflix. And then there's one U.S. version that was also really good. Um, it's, it's just like a heartwarming show. It's a lot of like really nice people on there that are just kind of 
you just they just let you into the world and see how they how they navigate like a tough situation and um dating i have seen ads for the show i haven't seen it but honestly i like reality shows that are not that that just are like good shows watching good yeah like that exactly it's like there's not that element of just like oh this is a train wreck it's like oh this is like actually nice i'm just yes sitting there smiling watching it it's just really positive do you have any honorable mentions i had a ton uh when you mentioned change of heart i had to put that on because i loved that um as a kid and love connection with chuck woolery was a great show back in the day yes um i also loved blind date which was which was like pop-up video trash but mm-hmm. with like dating and then um jerry springer's baggage is a classic trash oh, tv show i never saw that i had uh yeah of connection even though the show is never aired i'm waiting for it the golden bachelor bachelor for seniors uh, oh uh room raiders is a i don't know if you'd really call it a date well it's a dating show kind of i don't um, remember that it's just it is where uh somebody would go on a date with somebody based on what their bedroom looked like essentially oh god it all evolved a lot of blacklight okay uh and then bachelor listen to your heart which i should have liked more but frankly it just wasn't that good uh so that's the list hey Uh, all right folks at home if you have favorite dating shows go ahead and hit us up our email is whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and we need your emails we don't have any emails for this episode so a reminder get those emails in and we'll read them on a future episode but that does it for this episode be pimp any words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with send us your emails send us those emails all right until next time this is amets saying peace out and be pimp saying bye bye